Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hey, everybody. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to take a quick second to let you know that we are continuing to do our blood drive with Geekscape. At the end of September, we will be drawing our winners. Here's what we need from you. Go and donate some blood. People need it desperately. Tag HMN Podcast. Tag Geekscape Forever on Instagram and use hashtag Geekscape Gives. When you do that, you will be entered into a drawing, and the lucky winner of that drawing will not just get a free Blu-ray copy of A Quiet Place 2. We'll also send you a shirt. We'll follow up to get your shirt size and which design you would like us to use. So pick up a copy of A Quiet Place Part 2. The film is hailed by critics and audiences around the world. It's the biggest thriller of the summer. A Quiet Place 2 is available on a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue to fight for survival in silence. Brian talked about this on the show already. He absolutely loved it. You can experience the whole Abbott family saga with the two-movie collection available exclusively on Blu-ray and digital. While it's cool that you're going to get a Blu-ray, the biggest thing that we can ask is please go out and donate. The world needs it so badly right now. And a big shout out, a big thank you to Paramount Pictures for giving us these copies for us to give away to help with the blood drive. We appreciate it more than you can ever know. Let's try to end September on a great note and we'll get some of those Blu-rays out there. And now the show.
everybody, and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about another listener-submitted month pick, and it is The Stepfather 3. Let's check the email first, really. It says, hey, Horror Movie Night. While I'm still fairly new to the podcast, been listening for less than a year, I can say without a doubt that the podcast has changed my life and my mindset for the better. Now, on to my submission. I'm submitting Stepfather 3 for the following reasons. Before the pandemic, I'd only get to see my mom once a year due to work and her living two states away. Last time I got to visit was Christmas of 2019. Stepfather 3 was on some random public access channel, and we just enjoyed the film for what it was, which is just Robert Reitman trying to emulate Terry O'Quinn with the emotional range of a loaf of bread while fighting the suspicions of a kid in a wheelchair and a priest. It has that made-for-TV, that beautiful made-for-TV quality of the 90s. I wasn't able to see my mom last year because of COVID, so I spent Christmas re-watching Stepfather 3 while listening to the Horror Movie Night podcast uh, and leaving the two forever linked in my memories. It should be on YouTube, so that's a plus. And that was from Cody. Cody, who's been... A gem. One of the sweetest new listeners, for sure. And I I love knowing... Getting a little emotional here. I love knowing that a Christmas away from his mother was spent listening to us while watching this piece of trash. <laughs> you love knowing that? I feel so bad. Yeah, I was about to say, like that is not a human interest story that I would ever ascribe to, you know, you guys? Question, because I know that this was the first time any of us watched Stepfather 3, but... And we had to watch it on Tubi because it got taken down off of uh, <laughs> YouTube before we got a chance to discuss. Yeah, and mm. God bless Tubi, because it certainly knows how to make a two-hour movie into a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Oh, I still made this work for 45 minutes. <laughs> the, the Tubi guarantee. But beyond watching Stepfather 3 for the first time, have either of you seen Stepfather 1 or 2 before? No. No. Okay. So I will say that the Stepfather 1 and 2 are actually fairly decent movies. <laughs> I will not say that for Stepfather 3. But I think that I will give credit to Stepfather 3 of coming up with a really great way to replace the, uh, the original actor of your movie by just being like, he got plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> also found out that because of the budget of this movie, there is no special effects in that plastic surgery scene. They just found out about someone who was getting plastic surgery and asked if they could film the procedure. Yeah, and it took like 18 hours of footage to do that. It was like yeah, obscene. Yeah. The movie... I, I get confused by this information because like this is a made for TV movie, but like for what channel, like <laughs> what channel was like, you know what? I think the world is ready for the stepfather three. And if, if the, the cowards in the film industry aren't going to go ahead and produce it, then God damn it. We'll produce <laughs> UHF baby. UH <laughs> fucking F. I feel like maybe it was like, I, I couldn't find any information. I'm thinking like I could see like Cinemax or HBO. Like part of me feels like Cinemax HBO would produce something like public this. public access. But it's so tame. It's like the tamest movie we've Yeah, watched. the worst thing you see is some, some blood on the edge of a shovel. Yeah, it's a very, I enjoyed watching it. Like I, I don't think I'll ever rewatch it. I don't very much care for it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, like I wasn't miserable watching. I was like, yeah, this is a good horror movie night. <laughs> and we, we like, found another Easter horror. Yeah, that growing genre of what, four <laughs> movies? I think we're at three. Okay. <laughs> I love, and this could be a budget thing or it could be a made for TV thing, but I love the little ways that they like try to hide some of the violence and it starts very early 
on the camera just blurring as the doctor's throat gets slit by the, by the stepfather. Like, it's just like, ooh, uh, lens flare. You can't see what's happening. Yep, that's called creativity, Matt. <laughs> Did you recognize Andy, the child who's in a wheelchair for most of the movie? No, because it wasn't uh, Ryan Gosling. Here's what I learned about Andy, because I went down a whole fucking rabbit hole with this kid. Because my first thought was, man, Andy is much cooler than me. Because <laughs> the first time you see him, he's looking like Kid Vid from the BK Kids Club. He's got like these sweet visors on, and he's like sipping on a soda and like just like leaning doing back a wheelchair in his chair. wheelie. Yeah. So he was played by David Tom. David Tom appeared in a couple movies. He was the son in Stay Tuned. Was what he did immediately after this movie, and then he's in. Pleasantville. Yep. He sees the color with Reese Witherspoon, right? Yes. So he stepped away from acting. And do you remember a very short-lived Warp Tour band called Eudora? No. Named after the Get Up Kids album? Okay. So there was this indie rock band that was like pretty big on the Warp Tour scene in like 2003. He became the lead vocalist of that band. <laughs> like he just... Just a wild career for for this nobody actor, I feel like. Because, I mean, let's be honest, 99% of the time we watch these movies and it's like, and the cast did nothing after this movie. Yeah, you're like, right. So that I was I was kind of like, I don't know if this is really that big of a deal. But then, you, you know, in context with what Horror Movie Night typically deals with, you're right. Yes, yeah, he did well. Like, like, how many movies have we watched where it's like, this was the cast's first and last movie? <laughs> like... The time jumps in this movie with no explanation. The wiki page had to explain to me that from the plastic surgery scene to him getting dressed up like the Easter Bunny was a nine-month gap in time. Really? That's a very weird choice. Yeah. Like, the movie doesn't really tell you that. It's just like, yeah, nine months passed. But all the girls just think that, that Keith, this potentially serial killer is just the sexiest thing that's happened to their small little town. And uh, a recent divorcee starts to buddy up with him. Hey, but note to self, if you're, a, if you're a serial killer, don't marry a lady with a kid hacker. Oh, man, and he had those sweet 1992 hacking <laughs> skills. But not a lock on his door. Doing the Photoshop MS to match Paint. up the face. Yeah, <laughs> flicking the face around to be like, yep, nope, it's him. Like this, I mean, he's right, so it's not crazy. But like, <laughs> if he was wrong, though, man, what a fool. I mean, that would have was what a better movie. What a better movie. It's just a kind stepfather figure that this kid is like framing to be a serial killer. <laughs> I love the first time that you see him kill someone in the town is the woman that he's now dating. She has an ex and the ex is getting a little inappropriate, a little stalkery. And he shows up and he's like. I'm sick of you talking to the woman that I'm going to marry one day. He's like, well, can't we just be friends? And he's like, no, we can't be friends. And then mm -hmm. he beats him with a shovel and he's like, oh. I'm not your buddy, guy. Mm. I'm not your pal. The proposal scene, we build all this up to what, as an audience, has been 10 minutes of this couple dating. <laughs> and him and the mom are sitting on the couch and she just says, oh, but I'd like to make love to you, which is a normal thing that a person says to right, another right. person. Yes, that's, that's how I initiate all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, well, I really only want 
to make love with my wife. And she's like, is this a proposal? And he says, yes. And then we jump cut to them getting married. <laughs> so again, the time Man. frame, I have no clue yeah. what has happened. And like, the best thing about that that wedding is how shoddy it is. Like, oh, dude, they it, spent 50 bucks on that wedding. Well, and, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the, to the benefit of the movie is like, I can write off in my brain that maybe this wedding is like two weeks after the proposal. <laughs> like, like it has the look of a, like, let's just get hitched, baby. And then Keith's craziness starts to reveal itself pretty much the second he's married when he tells Andy, I'm your daddy now, <laughs> which is just never the right sentence to say to anybody in any circumstance but we pretty much just from that point it is andy doing all types of as scott pointed out 90s hacking research figure out that this man is a serial killer he hooks up with just the friendliest priest on the planet probably the only person who gets killed in this movie that i actually felt kind of bad because he seemed like a good fellow a bunch of killing happens and then finally we get to the very end where keith gets pushed into a wood chipper and I had to chuckle because he falls into the wood chipper and the the sound effect of him hitting the wood chipper is just a very quick <laughs> as if like the sound of you just pushing one thin piece of wood through a a, a buzzsaw just a quick and yeah and we're just like well that problem is solved but they do actually have to feed him through the wood chipper to to truly end it all but yeah then it just ends on a on an extended shot of the of Andy now able to walk due to the trauma he's he's regained his ability to walk around trying to save his mom and they walk off and it lingers for so long that i found myself being very concerned <laughs> that Tubi was going to interrupt with a commercial and then there would be some type of like jump scare at the end of the movie. So I just kind of hovered my mouse to get a little bit of a preview and saw that it was still the same shot of them with the text of someone's oh. credits next to it. And I was like, mm. all right, out. Smart <laughs> move. Out. Smart yeah. move, my friend. I will not be rumpelstilt-skinned again, Brian. Yeah. That will not happen. <laughs> It's kind of a dull as dirt movie, Cody. I'm really sorry. I, I'm glad that this movie brought you some type of seasonal joy in one of the weirdest Christmases on record. But, man, it's not a good one. No, but, you know, I get it. I, I mean, I still connect Austin Powers' gold member to Christmas in my brain because we got it for Christmas and watched it on Christmas Eve. And now that movie is just forever in my brain. It's like, yeah, that's a Christmas movie. It's <laughs> not a single moment of Christmas in it, but it's Christmassy. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. 
So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Summer might be over, but that doesn't give you a right to stop hydrating yourself. So stop what you're doing, hop in your car, and drive to the closest 7-Eleven or Whole Foods and grab yourself some Liquid Death Mountain Water. Once again, the podcast is being sponsored by Liquid Death Mountain Water, a company that actually gives a shit about the environment. So much so that they put their water in a tall boy can as opposed to a plastic bottle. And the water is great. So murder your thirst like Michael Myers murdering a babysitter on October 31st and get yourself a case today. Liquid Death Mountain Water is available nationwide at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Or you can go to liquiddeath.com and order a case that gets delivered to your house. If you get two cases, then the shipping on any additional merchandise is free. And while you're ordering, how about you use the promo code HORRORMOVIE for a free koozie two-pack on us. That's horror movie, one word, all caps, for a free koozie two-pack on us. And now, back to the show. But if we have nothing else to draw attention to, I think it's time for the double features. Serial mom. Fair. Yeah, parent killer. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they would be the match made in heaven. The stepfather and the serial mom just getting hitched. I would, I would watch that world tour. I wrote down Mac and me. <laughs> Because it's another movie in which a kid in a wheelchair is put in a lot of uncomfortable situations for the viewer. You know what's funny is like I was, uh, that's the exact same thought process I had and I went with Silver Bullet. Nice. (laughs) Man, I haven't watched Silver Bullet since we did an episode on it. You're not missing much. It's not a great movie, but uh, (laughs) you know. Whatever. What is something that y'all watch that you want to give a shout out to? I know, Brian, yours was probably going to be 30 minutes of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> An hour. I watched half of it. All right. An hour. All right. How about you, Scott? What do you got to bring up? Well, I did mention last week Masters of the Universe Revelations. Just so good. It's really fun. And I, like, I watched Luca, and it was good. I mean, it was entertaining. I've been having some pretty bad insomnia lately. And so I burned through Luca, Monsters, Inc., and half of a rewatch of Onward last night, if that explains anything. So, but yeah, Luca was was fun. It was just a good way to turn off my brain. It's not a great movie, but it looks pretty. And that's kind of my takeaway with Luca. I it's It's not that it's a bad movie, but I feel like if it was any other studio but Pixar, I'd be like, this movie is great. But like in the canon of Pixar, it's kind of just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and the the amount of Pixar stuff that's actually on Disney Plus is quite slim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder oh. if they're just, uh, whatever, that's weird. <laughs> I did find time to watch something. I forgot, it's been a while since we recorded, which is weird because I don't have a lot of free time. And I have found myself with a few hours to kill 
but I didn't, I was so exhausted. It was like, I need to watch something that I like, but don't care about. And for whatever reason, I watched Creep Show 2. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's got its moments. <laughs> I, I don't remember. And I watched it. I said, I, I liked this, huh? Um, <laughs> that is that is kind of the appropriate watching in your 30s Creep Show 2. Like, huh, at a time, I thought this was great. <laughs> I watched something that I think Brian would absolutely love. And Scott would probably find it interesting regardless. Uh, but Disney Plus has a, I think it's a five or six episode series called Behind the Attraction. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I didn't watch yeah. it, but I've seen the the headers for it. Yeah, and it's literally just like these 45 minute doc. It's very similar to the movies that made us. It's like Disney's version of the movies that made us where it's breaking down the entire construction of a Disney ride from like the writing standpoint, like the Imagineers that had to figure out how to make the things work. I'll watch the hell out of that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really the Haunted Mansion one is absolutely fascinating. The Jungle Cruise one is really good. Space Mountains, whatever. But like it, it does. They they picked the right rides for sure to tell these stories. Um, I just didn't think that the Space Mountain one was nearly as interesting as the uh, the other ones were, as far as like the back history. But yeah, those are our recommendations. We'll be back with even more listener submitted content for you in the next week so stay tuned for all of that good stuff hit up our patreon hit up our facebook page and always tune in for more horror movie night I don't know. Everyone has a podcast now. Well, not really. What is true is that, according to Nielsen statistics, 55% of the U.S. population, that's over 155 million people, have listened to a podcast, and 24% of the population, that's 68 million people, listen to podcasts weekly. And these numbers continue to trend upward. What's also true is that over 75% of all podcasts fade away after the first few episodes. It could be for a variety of reasons, lack of strong concept, poor production value, people not realizing how much time needs to be dedicated to it, or simply just not knowing how to get the word out about podcasts. That's where WeKnowPodcasting.com comes in. At WeKnowPodcasting.com, we have a combined 25 years of podcast experience, and we can help you achieve your podcasting goals. Whether you need help starting a new podcast or want to take your currently active podcast to the next level, we got you. From consultations to concept development, from theme music to editing, promotion, animation, graphics, you name it and we're here to help. Don't become another failed podcast statistic. Let us guide you and help your show become a success. Check out the website at weknowpodcasting.com. And even if you're on the fence, don't hesitate to reach out. We're friendly guys. We're passionate about pods and we're here to help. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. 
Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 